Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, a.k.a. MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we talk about winners and losers of the sports world, along with our speculations of where we think KD and Kyrie will be headed after this season. MVP enters the world of hood barbershops. We break down five do's and don'ts for clients and barbers alike. Also, N will break down his do's and don'ts for the upcoming celebration of the memorial. Last but not least, we have some awards to give out. So whether you're at work, school, or just chilling out, pop this in your deck, listen, and enjoy the show. Yo, once again it's on. What up, what up, what up? We back. We back, man. We back. It's been a long time. Gonna left you. <laughs> What's going on, my brother? Once again it's on, man. It's springtime. The sun is shining, man. The sky is blue. The birds are chirping. But we and still the- get but we still get rejected out of field service. Man, let me <laughs> tell you what happened. <laughs> I'm out of service this morning, man. I get to this lady's house, man. I'm in the invitation work, campaign work. We got the memorial coming up. Of course, of course. Lady get ready to mow her lawn, man. I go up to her, I said, hello. She said, goodbye. Uh, I'm like, oh, okay. That's a new conversation stopping. I ain't see that one in the reasoning book. That one up. All right. <laughs> Man, she shut it down completely. Man, she shut me down instantly. I was like, hello. She was like, goodbye. Start mowing the lawn, man. Oh, wow. I hit you with the lawnmower, too, man. That's, man. that's crazy, man. That's that's a goat right there. That's a true goat. That's the goat conversation stopper right there, man. Whew. No, I mean, she's a, she's a figurative goat. Oh, like, a figurative like, goat. Oh, <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That definitely. That's a, that's definitely a figurative goat, man. That's crazy. Well, well, I mean, you know, there's always some good to balance the bad, man. My son actually got his field service this past Saturday. Uh, he placed the track, uh, the invitation, more invitation at a door with a gentleman, and uh, it was his first placement ever, man. Dope, dope. Congratulations to little yeah. folks. Yeah, I was extremely proud. Uh, of course, he's not a publisher yet, so it's going to count as my, my placement. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the parents out there that's, that, that's counting their kids' placements that's not published. Right, that's, that's still in, they're still in the shorty's placements. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that's oh. too funny. Hey, congratulations, man. That's that's always a good feeling, man. That's like... It's like getting your son to learn how to ride a bike for the first time. Like that's that's great. Yeah, man, I, I was extremely proud, man. It made my day. It made it made it made all the complaints uh, I was getting from the friends about us running out of tracks just go right out the window. <laughs> Y'all ran out already, dude, man, dude. I'm gonna get on that later. I'm gonna get on that later. We got like 4,400. We still got a lot left. How many did y'all order? We ordered 4,400. Actually, you know what? We had a mix-up this year. The other congregation 
I don't know who the brother was. I don't know. Who, I don't know who their like territory servant or not territory. Their literature servant is. But when they split up, we're not the language congregation. They are. So oh, they split up everything. Again. I think their stuff got mixed in with our stuff, and I we we just he just he just the brother the service overseer from the other congregation like hey man. I don't know how much is in here. I think it's about five thousand for here, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I only ordered forty, I mean forty thousand, so I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take the extra thousand. So you know, it worked out. <laughs> All right, cool, man, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get on ours later, man, with these memorial dues and don'ts, man. I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna get on our situation later. But real quick, man, I want to send a shout out to those friends. That be asking the uh, the brothers to hold a theocratic funeral for their worldly uh, deceased loved one. Oh, oh my God! I just one about that. That was somebody else had a similar situation. I'm not gonna drop any names, but they have mm. a similar situation at another congregation. But go ahead, please. man, dude. We true story, man. We did a funeral for this dude. His his mom and sister are in our congregation. He got he got murdered, right? Like the story was that he got he was breaking up a domestic dispute between his friend and his friend's wife, who were they who were also his neighbors, and he got his throat slit. Okay. Ooh. Now he was familiar with the truth, was never a publisher, never, you know, never got baptized or whatever. We did the funeral, okay? Come to find out, dude got murdered because his neighbor caught him in bed with his wife. And that's how he, he ended up getting killed. Oh, man. Wow. Another true story. A sister, our older sister, came to the brothers. This is before I was in the body. But another sister came to the elders. Her son had died, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they all remembered him from when he was younger or whatever. But he, he basically ain't stepped foot, in the, uh, stepped foot in the hall since, like, the early 90s. They have right. to, they, they, they have to give them a theocratic funeral. They see a lot of, I guess you could say, effeminate men coming into the kingdom hall. <laughs> and all sitting down in the front row. Come to find out, dude was an LBGT activist. What? Yes. They wow. didn't even they didn't even know until they read the obituary. So, brothers, very important to ask to see that obituary. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a it's a sensitive subject because what what happens is you got a family who's grieving and and they want to give that person like a, a proper theocratic send off. But if they didn't want to have nothing to do with us in life, we can't really have nothing to do with them in death. But what happens is the the the, the worldly family they kick up a fuss and then they find out oh the witnesses would do it for free. Mm-hmm. The, the, the church is going to charge us so kind of loophole. They trying to find loopholes. Yep, the church is going to charge us so many thousands of dollars. Uh, in fact, my wife just told me something about one of her coworkers. They told her she didn't pay enough money into the church to get a funeral there for her sister or aunt or whatever, whoever it was who died. Mm-hmm. So they find they find out that we don't charge, and then they agree to it, and then they they lean on the on the family member that's in the truth to have us do it, man. But you know, hey, look, man, we not the Catholic Church, man. We don't do no last rites, man. It's 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 all up to Jehovah what's going to happen with that person in the future in the resurrection. Giving them a theocratic funeral ain't no guarantee of nothing. So, right. But uh, but yeah, man, just keep that in mind, man. Like, 
it's it's you know it's not up to us. You know what I'm saying? It's not up to <laughs> us. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, we and then we gotta make sure it's legit, man. Like it can't be. We celebrate our brothers and sisters who, who have died, who been in the truth for years, and not just years, but just our own brothers and sisters. And for people on the outside to look at that and take advantage of that—that's that's pretty sad to hear, especially during this, you know, such a a hard time for a family that's grieving over a loss of a loved one. Yeah, yeah. But getting back, going to moving on, we you had a question from our season. For premiere, did you get any feedback from it? Yes, yes. Uh, apparently, sisters going over their talks in the bathroom the night of their talk. Apparently, this is a cultural thing. <laughs> and I, I, I started to get suspicious that it was that when oh. I talked to you. And when I talked to you, and I was like, "Man, they don't do this at your heart." You was like, "Nope." Like, they do, they do that. You was like, "I don't know." But like. I, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is this is obviously uh this is obviously unique to our culture. <laughs> yeah, like this is I don't see it. I don't see it at Burbank. I don't see it at Burbank. I see, you know, the sisters that go to the second school. We also got a baby's room in the back, sisters that go back there. But our I honestly I think it's mainly because at our kingdom hall, our bathroom is too small to do any type of presentation while the sisters are going in there trying to do their thing. So I, I, I'm sure, you know, you're at a congregation, you're at a kingdom hall, and I've been to that kingdom hall before. I haven't been there since they remodeled it, but I'm sure the bathroom is much bigger than what it used to be, right? I don't know. It, I, honestly, they have shrunk. They, they, they shrunk a lot, actually. So... It might not be anymore, but you know, I don't know, man. These sisters, they find a way. They find a way. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, man. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, man. I'll be too nervous, man. I'll be too nervous trying to go up there. And I just went over this thing ten minutes ago. Right, right. Yeah. What if somebody got to use the bathroom and then they go in there and <laughs> y'all practicing and you know maybe your sister got to do the number two or. <laughs> She on the she at that time of the month, or you know, y'all sitting there, y'all smelling all the herbal accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 hey, to keep the straight face. Right, yeah, I, I couldn't do it, man. But but real quick, man, I got a question for you, man. Is this a boss move or a soft move? Okay. All right, I'm really curious, man. You're at the district convention or the assembly in Romeoville. You didn't bring your lunch. You order Uber Eats and walk out to the mailbox in front of the assembly hall to pick up your food. Man. On, on Schmidt Road. <laughs> That's a soft move, dude. First of all, we we get videos now of preparing us for assemblies, regionals. We get reminders in the article, bring a light lunch. Bro, you order an Uber Eats? Like, that now, now, okay. So we got counseled about during lunch not going out to go get McDonald's or go get Wendy's or anything else and come back to the you know assembly hall. They really stressed that, and now you want to find a loophole by taking advantage of Uber Eats and, and Dash <laughs> and DoorDash. Like, come on, man. 
walking out the Schmidt Road, man, and, and, and posting up to pick it up. <laughs> you got some hood dude in dreads at Schmidt Road walking towards the assembly hall with a bag of uh, 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 Wendy's, uh, four for four. <laughs> Come on, man. No. I don't know, man. It's, I think it's kind of a boss move. Man, man, I don't like that, man. I don't like that. I'm sorry. It shows, it shows ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, have you done this before? No, I have not. I would, ne- <laughs> I would never do something so savage. <laughs> Ordering Uber Eats at the assembly. Dude, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm post that, man. I got I to see what people got to say about that one. <laughs> Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I was busting up when I heard it, man. Somebody actually did that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless, man. I'm speechless. You heard yeah. it here first on Magnificent Vibes. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear a lot of things here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I thought I heard it all, man. I thought I heard it all. Anyway, let's get to our show, man. We got we got a lot of topics to go after. My phone is acting stupid right now, so please bear with me. Okay, you're all good so far. So far, so good. All right, cool. So we're going to get into this first segment. We've been off for the last two weeks. Why? Because we got lives. How many good times do I have to say that? We got lives, <laughs> man. We got things to do. People to see you can't rush the process, man. You can't rush the process. We don't force topics on this show, man. That's that's just what we don't do. If something ain't going on that week, hey, and, 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 you know, something's happening, hey, we, we could we could take a little break, we could pause, you know, meditate on the last episode. The last episode was heavy. We had a bunch of heavy hitters in the last episode. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to Jordan, man. We gotta get him back. Yeah, we gotta get him back. And Chris too. We gotta get him back too. But. I want to get into winners and losers. I want to just breeze through. A lot has happened over this weekend. A lot of action-packed stuff has happened over this weekend. So I'm just going to breeze through these topics by calling this session winners or losers or winners versus losers. So I'm going to ask Ian. We're going to play a little game. I'm going to ask Ian a question. Who won? Who lost between these two opponents? Starting with the first two. Dwayne Wade versus Paul Pierce. Are you familiar with what happened over the weekend? Yes. yes. Um. Yeah, I gotta go. Okay. Paul Pierce is—he's the loser in this situation. One because he was wrong in his initial statement. But what nobody is is talking about is what he said after the statement. They're so focused on him saying he had a better career than Dwayne Wade, which he did not. Okay. I'm not even talking about range just statistically. And when you look at like just accolades, hardware, and all, all NBA teams and defensive teams and stuff like that, Dwayne Wade has clearly had a better career. Okay. But what he brought up right after he made the statement, he said, if you were giving me a LeBron or a Shaq in their prime, that's what I was like, going to address. I'd be sitting on five, five or six rings too. So he was not wrong in that statement. But mm-hmm. no, he, he ain't had had the career Dwayne Wade has had. No, no, he hasn't. Um, they they put their numbers up against each other. They're almost similar, but Dwayne Wade is kind of beating them in, in a few other categories. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but D Wade to me, I since I mean, who remembers Paul Pierce's college career? Number one. 
I don't. I don't. I remember D Wade's college career, and I also remember that D Wade took a Marquette team that was overmatched by many teams headed to the Final Four. Made it to the Final Four. They lost to Kansas. Shouts out to Kurt Heinrich and Nick Collison. Wow, how how did you lose to that? Ugh. Anyway, yeah. uh, but college is a different game. As we see, Virginia won the championship. Nobody expected that. But hey, that's another story for a different day. That doesn't mean, you know, just because you have a star player in college doesn't mean automatically mean you're going to win a tournament. So, but D-Wade's college career was amazing. The brief one that he had. He came into the league. He put Miami on the map there. People forget about that. He put them on the map instantly when he got there. Paul Pierce had help. I saw, honestly... I kind of found disrespectful what Paul Pierce said to, uh, what's his name? Um, what's the guy's name? Antonio Walker. Antonio Walker. What did he Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of like brushed him off. He brushed Antoine Walker off. Like, bro, y'all got to the conference finals with Antoine Walker. Yeah, yeah. Like, like how you gonna take, how you gonna say, oh, I did this by myself. I, I was by myself for 10 years. D-Wade had this, D-Wade had that What? Like you had Y'all was in a weak east First of all Y'all made it to the conference finals Y'all lost to the Nets And and, and y'all couldn't do nothing with the Pacers After that, y'all couldn't do nothing with the Pistons After that, you started crying Wanting to uh, Forcing the Celtics to make a bit A drastic move, this is what they do They signed Kevin Garnett They signed Ray Allen they barely win that championship. Need I? People forget he had Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, two Hall of Famers. They almost lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the first round. People forget about that. Mm. They lost. They almost lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the first round with Mike Bibby and Joe Johnson and, and, and uh, Al Horford, a young Al Horford. They almost lost to that team. Then they get forced to another game seven in the in the, in the following round. So it's like. How good were how good were you? Like y'all beat a Lakers team in the finals that didn't have Andrew Bynum. Yeah, and didn't that go seven games? And that that didn't go seven games. That went six. But okay, it was the it was the the two years later. It took seven games. It went seven games. I'm thinking. Okay, right, right. The net the next a uh, couple of years later, and then two. They barely okay. No Garnett, right? No Garnett the next year in 2009. Just, just you and Ray Allen. Y'all got the up and upstart Bulls, Chicago Bulls in 2009, first round. I'm me in. I will definitely call you a liar right now if you felt before that series that the Chicago Bulls was going to take that team in seven games, and every game was going triple overtime. Yeah, yeah, that that. The Bulls almost took them, and in, in fact, the Bulls kind of got cheated, man. Bulls got cheated. They got cheated. People forget about that. Garnett went out with the with the, the ACL injury or the MCL injury, whatever he injury. He had a real bad knee injury that took him out the season. So it left with, with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, and they barely could beat the Chicago Bulls in the first round. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Let's move on, man. It's, it's, come on, come man. on, man. Paul, Paul, you're the loser. You're getting an award later, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joel and B versus Giannis. Winner or loser? Who's the winner? Who's the loser in this one? At the end of the day, the winner is Giannis. Yeah. 
Um, he they clinched, did they just clinch the number one seed? They clinched the number one seed and home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Okay, okay. So, okay. Here's the thing, Joel Embiid. He's a he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he got way more help than Giannis. Way more, way more help. So I mean, it, it's I don't know, man. If 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 Giannis gets the type, the level of help that he has, dude, look out, man. Look out. For those who might have missed it, Joel Embiid had went on record saying he's the most unstoppable player in the NBA. They asked Greek Freak about it. Greek Freak said, "Hey, you know." Giannis is going to say what he's going to say. That's how he feels. But Giannis basically bypassed the statement and basically said, hey, you know, they're going to have to stop me. They end up playing, I think, a day later. After that statement, they, play, they played a day later. And Joel Embiid got a shot block four times by Greek Freak. And wow. Four times. I mean, just... And they were, and, but see, this is how the media does. This is how the media does it. When he made that comment, it was right after a close emotional win for them. I wouldn't say emotional, but it was a really good game. They pulled it out, and they asked him right after the win. You know, they stuck a mic in his face, and he said, "Yeah, I'm unstoppable. I'm the most unstoppable player in this league." Blah blah blah. And then you immediately go to Giannis and be like, "Hey, how do you feel about what he said?" It's like the media likes to create. You see how they like to create stories. Mhm, mhm. It's like, what is Giannis? How's Giannis supposed to react to that? No, that dude ain't, ain't unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. Like, I'm gonna show him. Like, right. I'm right. gonna go upside his head the next game for saying that. Like, <laughs> what do you? What do y'all expect him to say, man? He was emotional when he said it, and like that was it. Like, come on, man. The media needs to stop that. Yeah. But I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, MB is the loser. Giannis just just showed on the court, you know, how dominant he is. And there were a lot of times where they were guarding each other one-on-one on the court. And Giannis even showed he could shoot the three. You know, they were sagging off on him, and he was making them pay. So it is what it is. Next subject, Pop, Greg Popovich. <laughs> With the elbow, I mean, yo, Pop, Eric, it was on. But <laughs> we're, 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 we're kids you know PG-13 right we're family friendly we're family friendly clean here versus the refs and for those who do not know Greg Popovich got ejected a minute and three seconds into a game against the Denver Nuggets last week and uh it was kind of bogus but what's your thoughts on that and who's the winner who's the loser in that I mean you really got no real winner in this you, you you know, no real winners and no real clear losers. The NBA refs, man, they've been feeling themselves lately. Like, yeah, man. like, I don't know what this is about. I don't know if, like, they just, they got together one day. I was like, we've had it with this disrespect. And, like, we're going to start calling this and ejecting people for that. And I, I don't get it, man. But they have been bugging lately. They have really been bugging lately. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, Pop had a sense of humor about it afterwards um, when he okay. crashed. When he crashed Mike Malone's post-game interview and was like, wow, I heard some, "Yeah, I heard some guy got thrown out. He, he must have done something really bad. He must have punched somebody or something." Mm-hmm. You know, so he had a sense of humor about it. So I, I guess at the end of the day, he's still a winner. But like, you know, there are real no no winners or losers in this situation. 
you know, the NBA refs, they just need to cool it, man. They just need to cool it. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm actually going to reward Greg Popovich the winner on this one. Just off that, that press conference, man. That was, that was classic. It's, it's, it's a great way. And, and you notice he didn't even get fined for that. Because in a way, he was kind of criticizing the refs, but he kind of used somebody else's interview to kind of take a shot at the refs. And I thought that was a, honestly, I thought that was a boss move by Greg Popovich too, on top of that. So I got to give, I got to get a win to pop, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I could, I could roll with that. Shoot. I, I, yeah, Greg Popovich, he's, he's one of the greats, man. You know, you, you got to love him. You got to love him. All right. Next yep. up. Now these next three, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of been in and out on these stories. I'm not really too sharp or familiar with these stories. So I'm going to get in to help me out on these next three. We got C- Chris Paul versus the reps. Now, there was a situation that happened where he was mocking the ref in the background. Did you follow that? I, I didn't follow the, like anything that happened afterwards. I just saw the, the video. Um, I, I don't know if any fines or anything happened, nothing like that. But like, yeah, that was like, what was it a, a, a foul call or yeah, or something? And like after the ref called it on Chris Paul, like James Harden was trying to get an explanation from the ref as to what happened. And uh, Chris Paul, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Chris Paul was was behind James Harden, like like imitating the move that the that the ref did when he called the foul and like the ref immediately caught it and like got in Chris Paul's face about it Chris Paul tried to play dumb all you know he turned that he turned on that dumb act like right away oh what are you talking about and the 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 ref got in his face about it and and gave him a peace of mind and checked him you know cutty style man like Mm. you know like like watch your young blood (laughs) (laughs) I'm not I'm not the enemy, young blood. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the Rockets, the Rockets get away with a lot of calls. So for you to act so childish over an actual foul call, it's just like, dude, like, shut up. Like, like Chris Paul, he's not, he he's, he's getting up there with like, <clears throat> in my book, he's getting up there with like Kyrie as far as like players it's hard to root for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember when they got um when they got beat out by uh I can't remember who it was. Was it Golden State two years ago, right after they had their really good series against the um that Clippers and Spurs series that went to seven games. Yeah, I remember that. And everybody was like, Oh, it's such a shame. Chris Paul probably will never get a ring. He's such a good guy. Blah blah blah. He's a class act. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. <laughs> <clears throat> Just because he's the union president doesn't mean he's a class act. Like he does dirty stuff, you know. He does underhanded stuff, just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Just because, just because he shot a couple of Allstate commercials doesn't mean he's squeaky clean, man. I'm sorry. Like he, he's he's hard to root for, in my opinion. Hey, speaking of Allstate commercials, this other player ha- actually assisted Chris Paul in one of these commercials. Dame Dollar. Uh, I'm not familiar with this story. Ian brought this one to my attention, but Chris Paul versus Dame Dollar something happened can you enlighten us on this situation yeah so there was a game this was probably about a week or so ago now i don't remember the exact specifics but the game was pretty much over it was like it was like seven seconds five seconds left 
on the clock. This is trash time. Um, Chris Paul had the ball. And traditionally what you do is in a situation like that, you um, you just you just dribble it out uh, because the game was done. I think I think uh, I think the Blazers had in fact won. But Chris Paul was like he was chasing some some number, some some round number point wise. And he waited till nobody was guarding him in the final seconds to chuck up a shot. Oh. And, the shot and the shot missed or whatever. And he took the, he got the ball back and he was walking, walking back to the locker room on the bench and Dame like said something to him. And then you just see Dame just smack the ball out of his hand and then like throw it back at him. Um, <laughs> you know, to show disrespect for the disrespectful move, Chris Paul is. And Chris Paul did it again. He tried to play dumb. Whoa, what are you talking about? Whoa, whoa, why are you tripping? You know what I mean? And like, same people he was doing, man, and reminded him, like, do you? Basically, he was like, you lame for that. You know, snatched the ball out of his hands, then threw it right back at him. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. Cutty style, man. Cutty style. <laughs> <laughs> Cutty style. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so I guess Dame Dame Dollar comes out the winner then, huh? Yo, absolutely, absolutely. Cool, cool. I'm 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 cool with that, man. I'm cool with Chris Paul losing on this show. Shannon Sharp versus KD. Woo! I got to give it to Shannon Sharp. So what was said here in this situation? Okay, so Shannon Sharp said, um, I don't know if it was in an interview or a tweet, but he he made a comment that was it was a, a spot on comment. He said Kevin Durant will never be as beloved in the Bay Area as Stephen Curry, which is true. Not Very not true. a knock against him or whatever. It's just, it just is what it is. And uh, I guess Kevin Durant. I don't know if somebody approached him with the comment or if he just saw it and reacted to it. But he basically called Shannon Sharp ignorant for making that statement. And it's just like it, it came up on there on the show. What is it called? Is the first take or undisputed? Undisputed. Okay. And Shannon Sharp was like, you know, he was like, man, normally I'd jump in his A with both feet, but he's like, I'm going to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) And he proceeded to talk about all the ways in which Kevin Durant is just so thin skinned and sensitive. Um, He's like, man, dude, he was like, he was like, I hope the Ravens, you know what I mean, win a Super Bowl, but he was like, I'll never be as beloved as a Ray Lewis. And he was like, because I'm a Bronco at heart. You know what I mean? Like, right. he was like, it, it's not a knock against anybody's skill. It's just, it just is what it is. Right. You know, and he made a very good point. Normally, you know, I disagree with Shannon Sharp's, you know, LeBron uh, praise and all of that. But he was spot on with this one, man. Like, it, it's true, Katie. You, you will never be as beloved as, as Stephen Curry in the day. Or, or Clay Thompson. It's like they were there before you, man. They they were they were with the Warriors when, you know, they were still a lottery team, you know, and had to had to reroute the shit. You know, you came along yeah. when everything was clicking, and right. you know, r- rode into a couple of championships. Probably about to do it again with a third one, and then and then you go on both. But I'm gonna get on that later. I'm gonna get on that later. Yeah. <laughs> so. Staying with the Warriors, uh, I, I, I agree with Shannon Sharp on that too. Um, KD, you're going to be second for, for pretty much your entire career, unfortunately. I remember there was a Sports Illustrated article back when he was with OKC, and 
and it had him shooting the ball, but it had him tired of being second place and all that stuff. Then that's 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 pretty much gonna be your whole career, just because of the move that you made. But based off that one move that you made, it sparked a little controversial statement from Richard Jefferson. I don't know if you heard it, but Richard, I, I threw this in the outline. I replaced it with something else, but. Richard Jefferson, during a airing of a Cavs game, said that he had criticized the Golden State Warriors for getting Kevin Durant, saying that if a team beats you on the court when you're playing pickup basketball and the team beats you, what's the next thing you say? Let's run that back. Same team. He said, well, Golden State didn't do that. We beat them in the 2016 finals. They supposed to run that back, same team. But what they did was they went to go get their big brother and put him on their team, and it became an unfair advantage. That's a. Do you agree with Richard Jefferson's statement? I don't. I don't. Um, because one is a false equivalency. Um, you know, a pickup game is different from a, a, a professional league where you got other people making right. moves. You got agents working for certain players' interests and millions of dollars on the table and people concerned about legacy. It's like, it's not even comparable to a pickup game, first of all. Second of all, you gotta consider the source. Who was uh, Richard Jefferson's most notable former teammate? <sighs> Richard Jefferson's most notable former teammate? Yeah. See, me, you know, we're both basketball heads. I felt like had more, he played more of a factor when he was with Vince Carter in New Jersey and Jason Kidd. Well, I mean, as of recently, as of recently, recently his former teammates, LeBron James. Yes, yes, that's who it is. Yeah, a fella by the name of LeBron James. Okay. Yeah. So I find it interesting that everyone in LeBron's camp has to poke holes in Kevin Durant. Now that Kevin Durant is kind of seen as like now that. LeBron Father Time is catching up with LeBron. Kevin Durant has, has been seen as kind of like the heir apparent, you know, and, and the role box mm-hmm. of the role box of LeBron winning any more rings. I just find it interesting that everybody tries so hard to poke holes at him, give him crap for the decision he made. And don't get me wrong, it was a it was a weak move. It was a weak move. Um but Richard Jefferson, man, shut up. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. Like, come on, man. Calm LeBron, down, and the only reason LeBron came back to Cleveland was because he was able to finagle uh, uh, Bennett and Wiggins getting traded off and get Kevin Love, and and, and right. Kyrie was bought. That's, that's right. the only reason he came back to Cleveland. Right. Exactly. He traded in, he traded in Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade for, you know, younger players, uh, uh, for Kyrie and Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I just, I, Jefferson, you, I could see if it was somebody that really played a factor that year into beating the Warriors, but I don't remember any highlights from Richard Jefferson in that series. No, not at all, man. Not at all. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not the, the comparison he brought up is not even, it's not even accurate. It's, it's just not accurate. You, you're comparing it to a pickup game. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. So, and, and here's the other then, thing. And here's the other thing. In in a pickup game, if you play a five one five, and 
one of the players goes down injured, the game is over. Okay. Right. In basketball, you got you got seven, eight other people on that bench that are supposed to are paid to step up and play and finish that game. So, you know what I mean? It's it's not it's not a comparable comparison. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not. So, yeah. Moving on. The Hall of Fame versus Chris Webber. Winner or loser? I mean, it's clear, man. Like, um, Webber is the loser here, man. He got passed over in favor of, like, I can't even pronounce these dudes' names. Um, How about this? Vladi Divac? Well, Vladi Divac, Vladi Divac was going to end up there eventually anyway. But those other two dudes. Nah, I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Vladi Divac's got, he gets the international thing because him and Drazen Petrovic were on the same team. They beat U.S. or something, you know, back in the 80s, late 80s. So that, that was a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. So I see why he got the knock. Yeah, over Chris Webber. Yeah. Um. Now, let's talk about this Chris Webber thing. Do you have any suspicions as to why he got passed over? I do. The reason why he got passed over is the reason for what he did at the grand jury. He lied to the grand jury and said he did not take money. He's continuing to lie. He's continuing to dog Jalen Rose. All Jalen Rose is trying to if, be is the truth. Right. And if y'all don't know, this this podcast, we we we're we're a friend of Jalen Rose. <laughs> so, big, time. big time. He's he's part of the inspiration for, for, for MVP in the first place. So like huge exactly. huge shout out to Jalen Rose. He has brought us on point commentary about basketball for years and a sickness behind the curtain on a lot of things. So. Exactly, exactly. And the thing with Chris Weber is the, the reason why Chris Webber is afraid to tell the truth because he's afraid of jail time. And he knows if he comes out and admits that he took that money. No, but that's his, already his been established. That's already been established. He took a plea deal. Right, he did. Yeah, you're right. He did take a plea deal. All he had to do was apologize. That that's it. Just come out. Magic and and, and Magic and Isaiah Thomas made up. They kissed and made up. Kobe and and, and Shaq kissed and made up. Chris Webber, swallow your pride, man. Swallow your pride. And I don't even see the big deal, man. Like, like it happened. You, you you paid the fine. You pled guilty. Like, you know, why are you trying to... He talking about Jalen Rose is trying to use him to further his career. And he broke a code by speaking on it. Wow. Come on, man. It's, it's like, dude, why are you continuing with this one-sided beef? It's like, you're you're embarrassed about how everything played, played out. You know, you... you you hurt Ed Martin and his family. Like Ed Martin is passed Big away now. It's like you know, <laughs> Big Time. And, and dude, like at the end of the day, uh, another big reason as to why he's not in the Hall of Fame is I don't know. This is just my suspicion. I think there are writers who are on the committee for the Hall of Fame. They see what happened with the banners. They see what happened with their history being removed. And I don't think they're counting that to his record of, of, of his uh, basketball career as an entirety. Because 
you in Hall of Fame, they're looking at everything. They're looking at what you did in the NBA, they're looking at what you did in college, high school, and on the international level. And Chris Webber, has he ever been on the USA team? I don't know. That's a good question. So, um, and if he has, I don't think he's won a medal. But that, that, that he doesn't, besides the NBA, all the records from what the Fab Five did in college are gone. So, all we have is, is highlights and footage of it. We have, we, you can go back and watch some of those games on YouTube. But, uh, they, 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 I think they're using that against Chris Webber, and you know people talk about, oh, he's not in it because he's, you know, the timeout followed his career. I'm like, the timeout don't exist anymore. They took that off the records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting, man. It's like he's he's had a very very like just uh, antagonistic attitude toward the whole the whole deal, like. You know, yeah. and, and when he's not when he's not doing that and taking direct shots at Jalen Rose, it's like he's playing stupid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, dude, just just fess up. You lied, then you lied about lying, and then you, you play guilty for lying, and and that should have been the end of it. But now you, you know, you wouldn't partake in a five, the fat five doc. Then you tried to you tried to launch your own documentary. That was what four or five years ago. We still ain't seen that. Um, yeah, you know, as an answer to Jalen Rose, it's like, yeah, Jalen Rose is a lot more media savvy. Um, I'm sure he's made a lot of friends in in that world, in that network world. Um, so you know, your antagonistic attitude toward him and toward the media is not helping. You know, this Hall of Fame thing, man. So just, dude, fess up what you to what you did, man. Like, please. Please, man, because we want to see we want to see Chris Webber in the Hall of Fame. We want him. I, the, this is my dream. This is the dream Hall of Fame speech for me. Is seeing Chris Webber up there with the entire Fab Five while he's giving the speech. I yeah. want to see that, and I want to see I want to see Jalen Rose be the one to give him the award. Exactly, Jalen Rose being the the head one. He's the one. Him and Jawan Howard were the ones. Were the biggest reasons why the Fab Five were together. So, dude, like, we need to see that. And then have, and then have the coach up there. Have, have Steve Fisher up there. You know, like, dude, it's. I would love to see that. Rob Palinka, everybody, like, just come and, and and celebrate what changed the game of basketball as we watch it today. So, I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's really when I saw that, man. It, it had popped up in my on my phone. Actually, the alert popped up my phone on Saturday, and I was like, "Man, you gotta be kidding me, dude! Like, this is." I had to reread it over and over again. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" So, we'll see. I haven't seen anything. I was kind of looking up some information to see if Chris Weber had any words about it or anything. Couldn't find it, so I don't know. It, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's. I don't think he's gonna speak on this anytime soon. Yeah, but uh, anyway, moving on. Before we move on. How about we take a commercial break? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's pay some bills, man. We'll be right back. All right. We back. All right. All right. So we got a new segment. Magnificent Vibes is about to go into the barbershop, y'all. Oh. <laughs> we about to get our haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been wanting to do this. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's a shame it took four seasons for me to do this, but... 
I find, I'm finally excited to put this in the discussion on MVP. Yes, talking last. about the barbershop, man. Yes, it's long overdue, man, but we're doing it now. Yeah, exactly. And we're not talking about Floyd's, you know, <laughs> which is the place that I work at, which, you know, it's a bar. They say it's a barbershop. It's not a barbershop. It's cosmetologists that work there, and we cut multicultural people and all that stuff. I'm not talking about those barbershops. There's great clips, the sport clips, like Stephen <laughs> A. Smith, the great clips of the world, the, the, the sports clips of the world. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about 7,903rd barbershops on every corner, south side, west side. Wow, hundreds. Wow, hundreds. Crazy 80s. Low end. We're talking about hood barbershops, bro. Do's and don'ts for barbers and clients. I'm going to just get one myth out the way, though. There's one myth that I want to shut down on this show. And it's been mentioned on barbershop shows. You've seen it in the movie Barbershop. The chair myth. The chair does not determine. what Seat one, chair one, chair two, chair three, the chair in the back, the chair in the front. That does not determine who is a good barber or who is a bad barber. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, it truly does. It truly That's does. Like the barbershop I went to growing up, like, or I shouldn't say growing up, but for my teen years, the best barbers were in the first chair and the last chair. Exactly. Exactly. Just at that particular shop. You know what I mean? Like, like all the barbers in there were cold, man. But one time, like, my particular barber, he was running late or something. I forgot what happened. So I went with this dude named Blue. And he was a part-time barber because he mainly did security work. So I was in a rush. I'm like, all right, I have blue cut my head. I never, you know, I never had to do it before. And dude, man, he gave me the best cut I have ever had up there. Like, the same experience I had. Same experience I had. I went to TNT's on 87. Shout out to TNT, Tyler and Tyrone. Um, two twin brothers who opened up a shop on 87 a long time ago. And they're still together uh, to this day. I went to that shop. And uh, Stan Rogers, that's out to Stan Rogers. Uh, hopefully, see you back in the truth. But Stan Rogers used to get his haircut there. He actually put me onto that shop. And I went there, and he was going to Tyler. And I was like, man, I don't know. I don't want to go to your same. Kind of one. I don't, don't want to do the same thing my friend is doing. So I'm going to go to a different barber. So it was this cat named Mark. And I sat in his chair, man. Gave me one of the best haircuts I ever had. And I would say two after two visits, he was gone. He opened up his own shop. Didn't know where the man was at. Oh, wow. Him. And you know what? I think if that never happened, I probably wouldn't be cutting hair to this day. Because that I struggled to find someone who could cut my hair. And ever since that. And from that point on, it inspired me to want to get into bar. Oh, okay. So if that never happened, if, if Mark would, if I would have found out where he was at, what shop he was at, and I was still going to him, I probably would have never gotten the cut here. That's what's so up. So it came from a, a dissatisfaction of not finding the right barber, and and that's what inspired me. And also, my stepfather used to have a pair of ends at the crib. That inspired me to want to cut even more. So it, it is what it is, man. But the, that's a huge myth. It's all, usually the the barber that's in the first chair is usually the shop owner. Mm, not always. Not always. 
That's not the barber that's in the first chair is not usually the barber that can't cut. It's the barber that owns the shop. Or the barber that owns the shop usually sets up in the back chair or the chair all the way in the back because he has his own clientele. He don't want his clientele to be all in the mix of the regular shop clientele. So, and, and then a lot of the people that come to him know, oh, my man, uh, Tyrone, he in the back. I'm going straight to the back. So his clients won't get mixed up because, you know, when I get into my do's and don'ts, there are barbers that are very thirsty. Very thirsty. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it then. All right. So I got two wild cards for barbers that didn't make the top five cut. And the wild, the two wild cards is this. Stop taking unnecessary breaks in between clients. Barbers, stop doing that. You're going to lose clientele. You do, your heralds can wait. That weed can wait. Like, it, the girlfriend that's calling you on the phone, that can wait. It, just do your do the haircut if you got three or four people waiting on you. Yeah, Not that that is that is aggravating. That is aggravating. I have cut barbers off for that. I have cut off shops for that. Very true. Stop it. Stop with the unnecessary. Get, breaks. get this Not money, that. man. Get this money. I feel get like this. DMX in that basement, man, in Belly. <laughs> I be wanting to knock them yes. over, man. I be wanting to knock them over, man. Get the money, man. <laughs> get the money, man. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, that that, great that movie too great hot for TV movie. though. <laughs> too hot for TV. Too hot. Uh, number uh, then this is my second wild card. Then I'm getting into top five. Stop flirting with moms, man. Like stop flirting with these mothers. These mothers, they just want you to cut their son hair. Stop trying to get their number. Stop trying to pull. Stop trying to get dude. You are <laughs> they. They baby mamas. And they looking for somebody. These baby mamas out here are looking for somebody to take care of their son. Okay? To take good care of their son. Now, yeah, true. You in the barbershop, you hustling. They see you hustling, cutting. And then they see that you do good work. That's why they're going to you. But don't mess up. Don't mess your time up. Because what if you end up getting with that mom and things don't work out? Now you have lost money. And then you yeah. wasting all your time with this with the mom. She wants you to run errands. She wants you to do all this stuff and everything. Now you got to tell your regular clients, "Hey, man, my man, my girl, man, she want me to pick up the son from her son from school." So you got to cut out. You got to miss clients because you you messed up. You just, you're flirting with moms. And now <laughs> that's your girlfriend. Now you hey, that's that's called bad judgment. That's called bad judgment. Super bad judgment. And barbers stop flirting with other barbers' clients' moms because that's their money. Don't don't. <laughs> that happened to me. That happened to me before. That happened to me before. It was this. It was we. I had this one client. I used to cut her son's hair. Her son. I used to call her son J Cole because she her son looked exactly like J Cole, and she looked at like Lauren London. So you know what that means? All the barbers in the shop trying to get with her, bro. I was get I was she was she loved the way I cut her son's hair. I kept it a hundred percent professional. And one of the barbers decided, hey, they wanted to shoot they shot. As soon as she finished her son getting a haircut, he he walks out the shop with her. Next thing you know, he comes back in. Yeah, I got a number. Yo, I got a number. I'm like, 
oh man, really, dude? Like, ne- never seen her again, bro. Oh, <laughs> never wow. Seen her again. So I lose. So I lost her because you can't control your. You can't. You can't have self control. <laughs> so, barbers, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Leave these moms alone. Let them get their son's hair cut. All right. Now to my top five. Time is money. Number one. Time is money. And that kind of falls in line with taking unnecessary breaks. But time is money. Barbers, stop taking an hour on one head. Stop taking yeah. two hours on, on your boys' heads. Like, or stop taking two and a half hours on a big time drug dealer that's in your chair that's going to pay you $100 for the haircut but then you missing out on five or six clients when you could have made that in an hour which I, is which is another reason I've cut off bar- I've, I've canceled barbers man dude the dude in front of me is bald head why are you spending an hour on him dude like you see me in here man I got the full mane I got you know what I'm saying like <laughs> What are you what are you doing for an hour on a ball dude? Oh man, a ball dude? A he, ball dude. It's, a razor? it's like what are you doing? Are you I, what, does he have sideburns or something? Like what's going on? <laughs> wait, again, did he break out the razor? Yeah, I'm wait, did he I, I don't even remember, dude. I just I'm like, dude, what is going on? Meanwhile, I'm in there with the bush sweating. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't had a haircut three weeks, and you you making me wait for this dude. And, oh man, man, dude, I've said it over and over again. Black barbershops are, are overrated. They are aggravating. But I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Continue. No, no, no. Because I'm gonna all these all these reasons are gonna back up your statements on why black barbershops are overrated and they're messing up our name, our our reputation as barbers, and are ruining our profession and, and showing the reason why people do not take our craft seriously number four communicate with your client if you're going to be there at a certain time be there if yeah. you have two people in front of a certain client that comes walking in and they really want to get a haircut and they looking kind of anxious explain to them hey man i got this guy in the chair i got these two uh, maybe you can go get something to eat around this time, or or certain work work out something with your client. Show that you show that you care. Don't just spend an hour or two on, on on those couple of clients that's in front of you. You don't even communicate with the client. You can tell he's aggravated, tell he's irritated, and you don't even communicate to him at all. Now he's walking out the shop, and you're wondering where did that money go? Well, you didn't communicate, so that's your loss. Communicate with your clients. Be yeah. upfront with them, and, and if you're one of those barbers that work by appointment, like myself, man, if you're gonna be running late, let your clients know. If you're gonna be running behind, let your clients know in advance so they'll know. Oh, okay, I ain't gotta rush to the shop because sometimes they, you know, barber people, we we run lights for haircuts. Okay, we run lights, we run people over. We we need our haircut. We need our haircut. So <laughs> to avoid that. Communicate with your clients. Yeah, yeah. I should not be driving up to the shop and the shop is closed down <laughs> on the day it's normally yeah. open. And now when I call you, like, oh, my bad. I'm out of town. <laughs> it's like, dude, you couldn't have told me. You didn't know last week you was going to be out of town. You couldn't have said nothing. You couldn't put up a sign saying, I'll be back on this day. <laughs> God, man. God. Ooh. 
Time is important, man. Time is important, man. Full disclosure. I used to go to Rodney for my haircuts, but because the drive was so long and then I ended up getting a Bible study on Fridays, I had to I had to start going closer to home. You know, but it's like it's it's t- time is money, man. Like 45 minutes one way, and I kept getting caught by that freaking camera on 79th and Cicero. Dude, I didn't pay, I didn't got so many tickets at that light, man. It ain't even funny. All for a haircut. All, All for, for a haircut, haircut man. <laughs> like, All for you see you see see what I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that's listening to this podcast. We go through a lot, man. We go through a lot. Number three, stop being lazy, barbers. Stop being lazy. Client comes in. They want a haircut. Cut their hair, man. If you're in the middle of playing video games or playing chess or whatever, man, stop what you're doing and play and cut that client. That the PlayStation, the Xbox 360, the chess game, that's gonna be there, man. Cut your client's hair. Yeah. Stop being lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Stop being lazy. Yo, what's? Oh, I, I'll save it to the end. I'll save it to the end. <laughs> okay. Number two, stop being stop being linebackers. You're not Brian Erlacher. You're not Khalil Mack. Stop pushing these lining backs, barbers. I, just because the lining is the lining only for a couple of days. And then after that, you're going to see all that new growth come in and they're going to look like they ain't had a haircut no more. Stop pushing these lining backs. That's why why all these barbers, that's why I'm bald here because I have barbers pushing my line back. Like, stop being linebackers, man. <laughs> stop it. Y'all not playing football. Y'all cutting hair. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then number one, and this is my ultimate pet peeve that barbers do. Stop stealing customers. Mm. Stop it. If you know that a certain client is kind of like, this is happening. This is happening. Now, barbers, we are susceptible. We, we are subjected to have a lunch. You know that we can't just cut like machines all day. We have those periods where we have to go to lunch around twelve or one, go grab us something to eat, come back and cut for the rest of the day. But situations are happening where that barber will go get something to eat, and then one of his regulars walk in, and another barber comes up to that regular and says, "Hey man, won't you try me out? Won't you try me out, man? You know he messing you up, man. Won't you come sit in my chair?" Barbers, stop doing that. Earn your own clients. But but you know what? You know what? People's clients, because you ain't making no money. But you know what? I've I've been in that situation before as the customer. If the what what makes the customer switch is if his his original barber ain't doing right by him. That's what. That's true. That's what yeah. makes makes people switch because you're just like, oh man, dude, not again, like. Dude ain't here. He on lunch. Like this happened last time. He don't ever say nothing. I come in. He got some other dude jumping in in front of me. That came in afterwards. Talking about he had an appointment. You know what, man? I'm in a rush, man. I'm right. gonna go get cut by this other guy. So if they follow all the other do's and don'ts you just laid out, and I can't hear you. I'll come in. They, they don't have to worry oh, about that. Okay. Their customers getting poached. Yep. Exactly, I, I I agree with you on that. But but then there are customers. Then but then there are times where barbers will do it right in front of the other barber too. So 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 shed light on this. Shed light on this for me for a minute. Because so so a new barber. Say it's a new barber. He ain't been cutting hair that long. Uh-huh. He, he fresh at the shop. How does a new barber build his clientele? 
a new barber builds his clientele, and I'm gonna use my example, myself as an example. When CC, when I started cutting at Gordy's, you know, CC had his regulars. Now he'll have six or seven people, right? And then walk-ins to come in, and CC would be like, "Hey, won't you try my man now? I, I'm gonna be all day. Won't you try my man now?" Mm. And that's how I started building clientele because the main barber who's been there for a long time or the shop owner who has a lot of clientele, he's going to, he's so booked up that he's going to encourage the, some of the clients to go to the other barber because most barber, at most barber shops, the shop owner is not going to sell you short. He's not going to sit, get you to sit in somebody's chair. That's whack. He's going to have you sit in the chair of the client. Now, if there's more than five or six, six barbers there, you got certain shops where the shop owner's like, man, I need my rent paid. I'm, I'm going to hire this girl, even or this dude, even though he, this barber, even though he can't really cut that good, he paying me rent. So, but he's not going to always recommend somebody to go to him because he know he whack. He going to make that person hustle a little bit more to try to find other clients. But this is the problem that I have this, that I've noticed with good barbershops. You know if the if the barber is there and their regular shows up and that barber that doesn't cut that regular's hair just blatantly, hey man, what's going on, man? You need a cut? You need a cut? No, man, I'm good. I'm going to my guy. And they, you know, and then they're, they're sitting there and they're trying to like talk about their skills and, oh, I used to do this. I used to do that. Trying to whet the client's appetite while he's getting his head cut. Dude, that's savage, man. You're going to somebody else's money. Now you stealing. Now we about to fight. Now, now, yeah, now you deserve. Now you deserve a, pump, a, a pumpkin head. Now you deserve a pumpkin <laughs> head. That's, that's the problem. Mine. And then here's another thing. Okay, I go to lunch, right? I go to lunch. One of my regulars show up. Oh man, man, my boy ain't here. Hey man, you can sit in my chair. You can sit in my chair. He ain't gonna be back till like another two hours. And then I come back thirty minutes later. And the client is sitting there and he's saying, oh, man, they, he told me you weren't going to be here for another two hours. Oh, so you're going to lie to my client after I told you I will be back? Or on top of this, I got this man some food, too. After when I went to here, I got the other barber some food, too. Oh, no. My client. <laughs> oh, no. Now that's savage, bro. That's, that's savage. You hey, man. This pumpkin head. What's in that back room? that barbers always retreat to when they don't want to cut no hair you know what i didn't cut in shops with back rooms now that's a new thing that's a new thing i've heard i've heard about that now at floyd's we do have a back we do have a break room but at floyd's it's more corporate you know we're employees you know that, that you know they're paying us about an hour or so it's a little bit more structured but at hood shops i've heard there are pool tables in the back uh, there's, you know, people watching movies in the back. I'm not going to say what kind of movies, but you know what I'm talking about. Adult movies, yeah. yeah exactly. So, you know, or in video games, too. Video games, people are playing video games. All that is in that little back room, because I'd be, I'd be wondering, man, what's back there? And they keep going back there, man. Real quick, man, I want to tell all the listeners out there, there's a barbershop that violates all these 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 things that Rodney just listed. The yes, name sir. of the shop, the name of the shop is Styles and Trends. 
at the barbershop inside the Meyer on 93rd and Western. Okay, there's a barbershop in there. The head barber is actually cool. He actually, you know, tries to keep his customers satisfied, but his supporting cast sucks. Mm. His supporting cast sucks. Mm. Full of full of linebackers, full of lazy jokers, <laughs> folks who don't want to cut kids. Last time I went to that shop, dude, I waited for four hours, dude, because nobody wanted to cut my kid's head. This was back when he was like three. Okay, so he wasn't like my son's not like a fidgety kid. They just right. for whatever reason they don't like to cut kids. Like you gonna have to explain now oh, to me. Son sits still, man. I cut your son before. He's he's cool. Now that he's older, he's he's got a little bit more energy, but he didn't back then. And dude, I got to the point where I had to literally pick my son up and put him in a barber's chair and be like, "Yo, cut his hair now. I gotta go." Mm. After that, dude, I canceled the whole shop. Never went back. Wow. Wow. Thousand trans and Meyer, man. They do not do that. You just reminded me. You just reminded me. That's going to go into the do's and don'ts list, too. Barbers, stop avoiding cutting kids, man. Cut these kids. Kids, you know, the thing about kids, the love. They had a small. It should be a quick quick cut. Listen, the lovely thing about kids is that if you find a family where you cut all their kids and you cut their kids' hair as well, they're going to be your clients for life. Because your yep. kids is gonna grow up with you. They're gonna they're gonna be going to you for a picture day, for a prom, for their graduation. You're gonna be a part of all of that. And you're gonna miss out on all that because you don't wanna cut a kid's hair because he's gonna be moving. Get over that, man. That's what you get trained for in barber college. To cut kids, to to dip, to have patience. Don't turn that money down, man. Cut those kids. You will be surprised at some of the great relationships that you develop with families. You, sure, I've been invited to graduations before. Like, dude, it's it's amazing, man. I don't understand why fathers do this. I don't either, man. I don't either. But man, good good list, bro. Good list. Now I got one for clients. It's a little bit shorter, but and uh, one of the wild cards is I only got one wild card for clients. Stop with the do-it-yourself kits. Please, stop texting me about, hey, man, uh, what type of clippers should I get, man? I want to cut. Like, dude, you're going to pay $40. $40 plus for a pair of clippers. You're going to go home. You're going to mess yourself up. Then you're going to pay <laughs> And you're going to pay another $20. So you done came out and spent almost $100 trying to be cheap. Dude, stop stop with the do-it-yourself kits, man. Those are whack. Leave those do-it-yourself kits at the department stores like Ross and, 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 and Marshall. Leave those things alone. <laughs> and Goldblatt. Yeah, Goldblatt's. Man. Oh, come on, man. Stop doing that. But to my top five, stop asking for impossible haircuts for your kids. And this is for moms. Stop! If you're a kid, don't 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 show me no picture. If your kid got hair like Wakanda forever, <laughs> don't show me a picture of Drake and say I want my kid to look like this. They, they pull no. out they pull out a picture of Shamar Moore. <laughs> Come on, man! I can barely pick your kid's head out. You want me to do this type of haircut? Like, come on, man. We're not magicians. We're barbers. Okay? <laughs> Please. That's hilarious. <laughs> I 
possible haircuts for your kids. And then your kids moving all over the place and you want us to, to you know, keep them still, keep their hair still and give them a perfect haircut? Uh-uh, no, no, uh-uh. Stop it, stop it. Number four, stop asking a barber can he cut. Please, stop it. What What you think a barber gonna tell you? No, I can't cut. No, I'm whack. I'm not <laughs> I'm whack. <laughs> like, what's your work? My skills is booty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, stop asking barbers that. That's that's not a good thing to ask barbers. Barbers get so irritated when you ask them that. Like, what you want me to do? What, what I'm in this shop for? I'm just here to sit here in a barber chair and look like I can go here? No. Stop it. And, then, and, and, and this is a phrase that kills me that clients say. Oh man, he looked like he can cut hair. What does that mean? Like, what? What is? What does that mean? Is that? Do you have to look a certain way? Like, what, what do I need? I need a beard that look like Rick Ross. Uh, I need a, a baseball cap with three on it. Like, what? What is? A baseball cap with a three what, on what, it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm supposed to get a all a all control delete shirt. Like, what? That determines. Hey, real talk. Hair? Real like, talk, on, man. I've I've primarily had four barbers my whole life like it's been more than that but like long-term barbers i've had about four barbers okay my best barber was a woman you know what women are women barbers are very underrated my best barber was a woman women and some of the best barbers i know being in the profession for years are women are female barbers yeah man so don't yep. sleep on on the, on the female no, I, I hate to say females that's how yeah, don't sleep on the ladies, man. Don't sleep on the ladies. Give them a shot. However, however, there are some whack ones out there. <laughs> hey, but it's a lot of it's a lot of whack dudes too. It's a lot of whack dudes. It's a lot of whack dudes too. But man, it's it's some good, really good women out there. There's some really bad ones I've seen. But if you want a real good female barber, come holler at me. I, I'll steer you the right direction. Um, stop asking. Stop looking at the mirror. Stop looking at the mirror while barbers trying to cut who, your hair. Who does Every that? Every time barbers beat for a guard, you're looking at the mirror like, dude, let the barber concentrate on the haircut. Let him concentrate. That's the purpose of not turning you to look at the mirror. So the barber, the, the purpose of the mirror is for the barber, not the client. The small mirror is for the client to look at their haircut. But the big mirror, that's for the barber to focus on the face. That is not for you to constantly look and see how everything is going in the middle of the haircut. And then here's another thing I like to call it. This, this irritates. I only want permission. I want permission for clients to do this before they do this. Melfies. You know what Melfies are? No. Okay. So you take a selfie, right? But they use it as a mirror. So I call them Melfies. They take out their My fault. My fault, Rodney. You... you start explain to melfie i got another phone call come in man everybody want to call me now all right 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 so they turn a phone they they turn a phone into a mirror so they put it in selfie mode to look at their haircut so i call them melfies this mirror is a is a selfie mirror so they looking at their haircut while you're cutting their hair with their phone huh i never seen that before oh yeah a guy did me like that before i was furious because i'm like first of all that's a different that's not even a mirror that's just that's a camera so you're what you're looking at 
it's different from what you see in the mirror. Yeah, Bro, that's just unless you take video saying unless you taking a selfie video with your barber promoting your barber saying hey man this man he hooking me up or, or you doing like a little goofy video with your barber man don't pull that out just to check out your haircut man that's, cut that out stop with the that, that's lame man that's a soft move it's super soft it's move. like dude wait no. for the finished product man like right nobody. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to a rap song after the first take. You gotta listen to it after you do the punch ins and the and the overdubs right. and the right. and the mastering and the, com- the compression. Like, yo, just wait exactly. for the finished product. Yes. You know, I, I don't do that, man. Like, I just let the barber work, man. It's like then you're gonna be all nervous, like, oh man, I looked in the mirror and this didn't look right, man. Is he gonna is this haircut gonna be whack? It's like just 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 let him work. Stop. Let's let them work. Uh, the last two, stop coming five minutes before close. Oh, wow. Please. Stop that. Stop that, clients. Oh, man, it'll be quick. Man, I just need a lining. No, you came five minutes before close. By the time I start cutting your hair, we're going to be closed. I want to be out of here at closing time. Do not come five minutes. What you been doing all day? <laughs> you waited all day, and then you waited until 655 p.m. to say, you know what? I do need a lineman. Let me call and see if, if Rodney can, can get me in real quick. Hey, so, man. No, no, those are the people you be like, yo, how bad you want this line at? Because I'm going to charge you double. Because this is overtime <laughs> for me. I'm about, to, I'm about to put my Khalil Mack shirt on and give you this linebacker. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and last but not least, stop asking for discounts. Clients, stop this. Stop asking for credit cuts, man. Like, really? Dude, you earn a credit cut. You don't ask for a credit cut. Just, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those dudes that, you know, I, I if I'm, if I feel like, you know, if, if every now and then I give a, a, hey man, don't worry about it, you know, just, just give me this or, you know, oh, I don't have enough change or whatever. I'm like, oh, just give me that. You know, it's, it, it, if you develop a nice close relationship with the client. You let a client get away with a couple of discounts every now and then. But if you're one of those that be sporadically or one of those clients that hop from chair to chair, that he don't really have a loyal, he, he really don't have a particular barber he goes to, he'll just go to whoever's open, but then want to come and ask for a discount. It's like, wait a minute, you didn't ask that barber last week for a discount because he, sw- he cock swole, got, <laughs> you know, you scared of him, you intimidated him, but then you come up to and want a discount and then want to get mad when I don't give you one like, <laughs> not going to be able to do it <laughs> not going to be able to do it so, those are my do's and don'ts for both clients and barbers please take this with you and man hope you learned something but uh, we going to do more barbershop se- segments I got a few stories I like to share with uh, the Magnificent Vibe fans so boycott man. styles and trends boycott them they not worth oh. your money Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, avoid shop and, and avoid shops like those. Go to shops where the barbers actually care about their clients and care about making money. Don't go to those barber shops where all they care about is we, women, and 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 and, and heralds. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, running out of time, but in you got enough time to break down these memorial do's and don'ts. Man, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm cutting it close. I might can hold it off till next week, man. All right, we'll hold it off till next week. It's cool. We got some awards to give out, though. 
Um, and we'll also hold off the ninth one, the top 15, because I didn't really prepare for it. But uh, we'll we'll get that going, too. And I, we've been doing this with producers, our favorite producer beats. If you haven't heard uh, Ian's uh, mix of the uh, Dilla mix, please do so. If you haven't heard my mix of uh, the Dilla, please listen to that. Also, our Mad Lib mixes are available on all platforms. Check those out. Great mixes of some great producers. Uh Man, you enjoy it. So, oh, you know what? Since we cutting out the knife, since we cutting out the knife, wonder I, I could I could do the memorial do's and don'ts. All right, let's do it. All right, um, I'm gonna just run through them real quick, man. Number one, man, get there early, man. I, I don't get people who I don't get people who walk into the memorial at seven forty five, man. You you didn't, <laughs> you didn't miss the talk, man. Like, go home, man. Do better, do better, man. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you probably don't see a lot of that in Burbank, Rodney. Y'all, y'all, no, people, we don't, man. The, pe- the people out, the people out there are punk people. Oh my god, dude, it's unbelievable what's cultural. It's seven forty. It's seven forty-five. You walking into the memorial, it's like, yo, like, oh, who, get who mad does they get a seat that they want? Right, they didn't get right. They didn't get mad. Oh man, no one was in the parking lot to show me in. Like, yeah, that's because we all in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god Alright oh. man This is more toward, toward visitors Because most brothers know better than this Man please no pastel suits man this, this ain't Easter man This ain't Easter it's the memorial It's a solemn occasion No pastels I don't want to see no salmon I don't want to see no baby blue I don't want to see no lime green I don't want to see no avocado suits Oh my god, dude, I'm dead over here, man. <laughs> Avocado suits. <laughs> I don't I don't wanna see it. I don't wanna see no no Steve Harvey suits with a with a with a dozen buttons on the front. <laughs> hey man, I'm making a video to this one. <laughs> man, like it's a solemn occasion, man. You know what? All those dudes out there, if you worry your clothes might be a little out of style, man, do this. Pick up a GQ, okay? See what the gentlemen in GQ are wearing and try to mimic that. You ain't got to have on no tight suit or nothing like that, but it, it should, the, the color should be the color should be professional. It should be something you 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 wouldn't mind seeing a newscaster in. Right, right. It, it should be something you could see, but you could picture Obama wearing. Right. Okay. okay. Just just a little rubric there. Okay. Uh, another another dude. Man, please tell your guests what's up. Who partakes of the of the of the emblem? Explain it to your guests. That's we are here as observers. That's very important. Okay, I shouldn't see. I shouldn't see as an attendant passing around the emblems. I shouldn't see four or five different shades of lipstick on the wine glass <laughs> when I get it back. <laughs> you got Cuddy breaking off the bread. <laughs> 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 I'm going to heaven, young blood. <laughs> That's my hope. Oh man, <laughs> I'm a rule as a king. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. I'm going to heaven, and I'm bringing home the groceries. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Oh, I you, got, on earth. I, you got, you got, you got, Cuddy. 
you got Cuddy up in there, uh, uh, partaking of the emblems, man. If if the if the brother giving the talk ain't doing it, they should not be doing it. All right. <laughs> it's all right to have this, this, earth, this earthly hope, man. It's hey, all right. Hey, he sees somebody partaking that don't have a heavenly hope. He's like, don't you ever. <laughs> Like you knock the you knock the plate out their hand and knock them down some stairs. <laughs> oh man! All right. All right, man. Next up, brothers, man. When it gets crowded, man, you got old ladies and walkers coming in, man. Give up your seats, man. Yes, yes, yes. Just, just give up your seat, man. It, it, it'll go over really well. Yeah. Um, it's man, yo, you can stand for an hour. This, this this next one's for sisters and visiting ladies. If you got it going on, got it going on below the neck, please, man, do not put on the tightest, most fitting dress, showing off all the crazy curves, and march right up in the front row, man. Oh, it's, uh, it's distracting. It's it's without love or goodness, and it's too hot for TV. <laughs> too 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 hot for TV. You got Brother Sanders over there like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's Kim that's Kim that's Sister Williams study right <laughs> wife looking at him like how you know <laughs> right right how you know Kim <laughs> oh man man sisters do not do that and if you got a curvy fleshly sister that you bring it to the memorial man come on man oh please don't man sit them in the back man sit them in the back because then what happens is right after the meeting all the brothers run up to it and introduce themselves mm-hmm. hey how'd you enjoy the meeting <laughs> <laughs> you got you got a bible you got somebody that came walked in with an invitation ain't never been to a meeting before you walk <laughs> right past him and go straight to that sister <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they trying to Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. <laughs> all right, all right. Last one, man. Just because it's a holy day does not mean it's a holiday. What I mean by that is, don't go out afterwards and to some restaurant and order up a bunch of drinks because you you feel like it's a festive enough occasion to do that. No, like that detracts from. Now it's about you. You know, I want to have a good time now. You know what I mean? And that's not where our, our minds should be. Our minds should be on what's been done for us, what's been made available for us through the ransom. Not like, oh, it's our holiday, so I'm a I'm a drink. I'm a I'm a get I'm a get heavy with it. I'm a get toe back and you know, go out to this restaurant and order up some martinis. Like, don't do that. That's 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 not I don't care to see it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that hundred percent. I agree with that a hundred percent. I'm gonna throw in another uh don't on top of yours uh and this is in regards parents and kids please please train your children on how to pass the wine because they got to touch it too they got to touch yeah. the glass guide them while they're passing the wine i've seen this so many this has happened a couple of times at my memorial where the kid pretty much knocked the wine glass down oh wow so please Prepare your kids when that wine thing is coming, that wine glass is coming, to help them out, guide it to the next person. Yep, very true, very true, man. And yeah, yeah, just be, these are things to keep in mind, man. I know, I know. Last year's memorial, man, we had 
We had all sorts of pimps, players, pushers, skick skags, scallywops, heifers, and hooli hoos come up in there. <laughs> so, uh, hey, hey, pass that wine over here. <laughs> Man, we ain't gotta go to Cooper's Hall tonight, baby. We, we got <laughs> right. We got over here. We'll be all right. Right. <laughs> don't even don't even do that. <laughs> we wanna what do they say? We wanna learn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got all these Willie Wilsons up in here. <laughs> Willie Wilson. <laughs> we need Chris for that one. But, yeah, uh, we do, man. <laughs> we gonna go. We gonna hand out some awards. Uh, please take. I hope you took notes on some of these um, do's and don'ts for the memorial. If not, man, I gotta. I'm. I'm gonna get a video together for that soup segment. That was good. That. Was- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you played yourself award. I got an award to give out. All right, and that is to the NCAA. You played yourself. Now I did not watch the game, but I did watch the highlights. The Virginia um, Auburn game. I felt sorry for Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was rooting very hard for his Auburn Tigers to get to the championship. Unfortunately, he had to sit there and watch his Auburn Tigers get robbed of an opportunity to play for a national championship because the refs blew two horrible no calls. Well, one was a no call, one was a foul call. Now, I give them the foul call because the guy did run into the guy while he was shooting the three, um, which allowed him to shoot three free throws. They, the Virginia was down two to Auburn with time running out, and the guy hit all three threes. They go up by one, which only gave Auburn .6 seconds to win the game, and they, of course they didn't. And before that, the same player was dribbling the ball up the court, down the stretch, with like, I think it was like 30 something seconds left. And he dribbled the ball off his foot. He picked the ball up and dribbled again. And the refs did not call double dribble, mm. which made a huge difference in the results of that game. So, with that said, NCAA did not take responsibility for those blown calls. Y'all played yourself because y'all got it. Y'all, as a result, you were rewarded with a. I don't. I haven't seen the ratings yet, but I don't think the ratings were good for the championship game. Nobody cares about Virginia. Nobody cares about Texas Tech. And people would have liked to see, uh, you know, the Charles Barkley factor with Auburn Tigers. That would have brought so much attention. But we were robbed of that. Thanks again. Shouts out. I will say this. Congratulations to the Virginia Tigers for winning the championship. Uh, they did. Earn that they did, you know, in the championship, they did show and prove. They proved that they did deserve to be there. They were the first number one seed team to actually win a championship after being knocked off as a number one seed to a number 16 seed a year prior. So, shouts out to those kids at Virginia. This is not a shot at y'all championship. This is more me saying, you know, the refs played themselves by messing up the outcome to a good game. But, shouts out to those Virginia kids. But refs, you take this award. You played yourself. All right, all right, man. I for played yourself, man. I got big baller brand, man. Um, <laughs> the self sabotage is going on there. We we really didn't talk about this much, but with yeah. Alonzo Ball distancing himself from the brand, 
opening themselves to, to other, you know, shoe deals. I think it's a smart boss move on his part. Very man, very. Dude, he, it, I, I had a feeling that was coming on, man. It's like his father has such a. I mean, like I, I, I'm all for people being, you know, uh, uh, driven and and, and when to be self reliant and, and had their own thing and ownership and blah blah blah. But he was just going about it all wrong, man. And he was the mouthpiece for the brand, still is, uh, you know. I, I would say, and it's like it's like the kids are just there for the ride because it's their daddy. We're not going to speak up against this, or at least we're not going to speak up against this right now. We're just going to ride with it. And then he had a poor business plan. Okay, you buy some shoes for me, you wear them, and you don't you, you, you don't you don't get paid to wear the, wear this brand. I'm gonna get all the money. But the athletes are going to not not only they can't even get shoes for free. They got to pay me five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes to wear, and then I'm not even going to pay them to wear my brand. Is that is that what Nike does? Is that what Adidas does? Right. No. Yeah. Do they do they say go to Foot Locker and buy our stuff and wear it? No. They say no. We no. We'll no. Wear our stuff. We'll pay for it. We'll in fact we'll pay you to wear it, and that's how we're yeah. going to increase sales. Um, and then you got got mm-hmm. this dude who was who was his partner stealing money apparently or misappropriating funds. That's not a good look. That that says dude has bad judgment. Okay, and I don't know, man. Yeah. Call me call me crazy, but I think Le- Levar Ball is a pretty easy person to fool. All you got, he strikes me as one of those dudes. Oh yeah. Tell him what he tell him what he wants to hear, and he'll be along for the ride. And you could be stealing yep, from him the exactly. whole time. So, you know, I'm not saying it's his fault dude stole from him, but I, I think somewhere along the line it could have been prevented. <clears throat> they they played themselves. Now they've lost their marquee agent, which was his son. And who knows what's gonna happen with the brand. Cause now he set a precedent yeah. for the other two boys in case they ever go from. Right. So yeah, he played himself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Lonzo Ball parted ways with his agent too. Yeah, I saw that. I, I think that was unrelated, but yeah, he, he did that. He did that too. But like, who knows? The agent might have been handpicked by his dad, and that could have been just another way of trying to assert his, his independence. Yeah, that's what I think too. That's what I think. Um, my essence of Otis Award goes to Paul Pierce again. Uh, <laughs> You. No one's coming to see you. This is D Way's year. Uh, everybody is giving hand homage to him, and, and everybody's exchanging jersey. The, the jersey exchange that Dwayne Wade's been doing this whole season has been remarkable. I really like what he's doing with that. Also, like how he got a kid that was on like number fifteen on the off the bench, and he, he ended up flagging the kid down because he knew he was a D Wade fan and, and, and switched jersey with the guy. That was total class on, on D-Wade's part. And for Paul Pierce to sit back and want to sit and create a debate about who's better between him and them two, man, it's garbage, man. I don't think he was trying to create a debate. I don't think he was trying to create a debate. I think he honestly feels that way. I, I, I just, well, I does. think the, the media is trying to make it a, 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 a Pierce versus Wade thing, but I honestly feel he believed what he said. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but uh, Paul Pierce, take this uh, African stick, you know, the road across your neck. We ain't trying to see you. Uh, you got an Essence Award? Man, we already talked about the NBA raps. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Cuddy Award. 
Mine's go to Damian Lillard for everything <laughs> that he complained about the Damian Lillard Chris Paul situation. I we are huge here on MVP. We are huge Damian Lillard fans. We appreciate everything this man has done for the NBA, for the Portland Trailblazers. It's unfortunate that they lost their center for the rest of the season. But, hey, Dame, take this award. Take the Cuddy Award. You're a straight boss, and we appreciate everything you do, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You're still the most underrated. I hate to say that he's, uh, he's underrated. I'm tired of saying he's underrated. I think he is the, he is a top 10 player in the NBA right now. If not top five, you can make the argument. The man keeps Portland that Portland has never missed the playoffs since he's been on that team. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets my cutty award too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So that will end our show. Again, next week we'll do the ninth wonder top fifteen and we'll have more good stuff for you. We're gonna uh put this face back in there because I I still want to share my experience that I had at a particular restaurant. I did not forget about that. So I'm gonna include that in next week's show. Hey, but, did this, this, man, did this man, restaurant have did this restaurant have mandolins and violins? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it didn't. But it does feature that exact lyric. <laughs> but I will get to that. I no, it, it's, it's it, I can't wait to tell this story. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really good. But uh, I appreciate you stopping by and squeezing in a nice little time. So I hey, also, also enjoy your CO visit, man. Yes, yes, looking forward to it. Oh man, we gotta talk about that off wax. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, all right. Well, with that said, uh, we gotta go play some bills and uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right, for sure. Peace, 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 peace. There's a worm in the ground, yes it is.